What's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It's Friday, November 18th at the time of this recording, 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Just Lucas hanging out with you tonight. Tonight, this afternoon, this morning, maybe you're listening to the podcast in the morning. Whenever you listen to this, just Lucas hanging out with you. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter. The fellas socials, FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram, fantasy football fellas on TikTok and YouTube, where you should be subscribed and have your notifications turned on because we're pumping out fantasy football content every day for you all. Same for the podcast. If you want to join a community full of league winners, head over to our chalkboard. Get any question you ask answered by us or by somebody in the community. Somebody will answer it for you over 1600 strong over there. That is down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. We had a full show still just because it's me. Doesn't mean we take anything less out of the show. Starts of the week. News updates. Player props from our friends over at Underdog. Shout out to Underdog. Bullets recap. Thursday night football before we dive into any of that. Titans beat the Packers in Lambeau, just as I predicted on the midweek episode. Not that that's like a big accomplishment or anything. I'm mostly stalling to get the final score because I didn't write it down. 27 to 17. Yeah, Tennessee certainly uh, covered three points. Tennessee money line, baby. Tennessee went into Green Bay and walked all over them, but there are three big questions I am taking away from this game. We all know Derrick Henry's that dude, 25 plus fantasy points. That was to be expected. Aaron Jones, only 14 fantasy points. You were starting him no matter what. Uh, but Christian Watson, first big question as we recap Thursday Night Football, is he that dude for the Packers? Four receptions, six targets, 48 yards, two tutties, 21 fantasy points. Is he that dude? Back-to-back weeks, 80% plus of the snaps, five touchdowns in the past two weeks here, right? Put up his massive 32-point week last week. Now he's at 21. For doing the math, he should only be at 10 next week, right? If you 32 minus 11, 20, right? You get my point. But the, uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, is Christian Watson touchdown dependent or is he the guy in Green Bay now? And if I'm answering that question, I think he's had some nice touchdown luck kind of fall his way. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful touchdown in the first. When Aaron Rodgers kind of scrambled on that broken play, took Christian Watson to the corner of the end zone, he went up and, and high-pointed that ball. That was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like, everything Christian Watson did there was, was beautiful. Like, nothing against the guy. I have him on my dynasty team. Well, I had him on my dynasty team. I actually just traded him away after his big week, ironically enough. Don't worry, I got good capital back. I, I, but all I'm saying here is Alan Lazard saw 11 targets last night. He only caught five of them, five for 57. If you watch Tyler's uh, post on TikTok that he made just a few days ago, Alan Lazard has caught a touchdown on half of his red zone targets this year. And he, he up to this point, he had still been the red zone favorite of Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we see that shift to Christian Watson now. But all I'm trying to say is like Alan Lazard still saw more targets. He got more volume. I think we'll start to see more touchdowns fall Lazard's way. I don't think Christian Watson will catch multiple touchdowns every game. Now, could he catch 
won every game and put you know put up anywhere from 12 to 18 a week. I think it's totally possible. But I think you have to expect the same from Lazard then, who saw 11 targets. He adds a touchdown to his day. If you swap touchdowns, one Chris, one from Christian Watson goes to Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard has the better day by one point. But I think you get what I'm trying to say. I don't think it's Christian Watson and nobody else. I think it's Christian Watson and Alan Lazard. Randall Cabos saw six targets last night. All I'm trying to say, we can't expect massive games from Christian Watson like this. I do think we we start to see some positive uh, touchdown regression for Alan Lazard. I think we start to see him get in the end zone a bit more down the stretch. The schedule is great for both of them. You can play both of them down the stretch. This is nothing against Christian Watson. This is nothing against him as a talent uh, or or him as a player the rest of the season. I think you can roster and start him almost, almost every week from here on out. You should roster him from here on out, but starting him, you get what I mean. Uh, I, he He's really good. I don't know if he's that dude in Green Bay yet. Yet is the key word because I, I did see Alan Lazard rack up quite a few targets, and he did drop. Should have had at least another reception for probably 15, 20 yards last night as well. If you watch that one where it went right through his hands. A little bit of a high ball, but I digress. On the other side of the ball, the other rookie wide receiver, Traylon Burks. Has he arrived? Is he here? Finally, out multiple weeks of turf toe, comes back 7 of 8, 111 yards, 18.1 fantasy points, still only on 50% of the snaps, 56% in his return last week, 50% against the Packers last night, season high, career high in targets with 8 in this game. This Tennessee Titans passing attack desperately, desperately needed Traylon Burks to get back on the field. I think we're going to start to see the benefits of that. I think we're going to start reaping that reward finally. Because with just Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook-Akine, like, that's not much to go off of. But Traylon Burks, like, there's a cl- the clip going around of him um, on Jair Alexander last night, right? That that 20-yard, well, more than 20 yards, it was 50 yards. 50-yard catch he had on, on, on Jair Alexander last night. Like, that was beautiful, okay? Like, the route, route... I just dropped my water bottle. The route was nothing special. The route was nothing special, right? J.R. Alexander was sleeping. He he was playing run. Traylon Burks gets him beat by about a yard and a half. Uh, Jair comes in, closes that gap. But Traylon Burks then drags him 15 yards. That's what's impressive about that play. One of the best corners in football. Most talented corners in football. Rookie wide receiver. Tough, big, muscular, drags him 15 yards after the catch. Like, that's special. That's special talent right there. So, yeah, I think Traylon Burks is here. I think, he, I don't know if he's, if I don't know if he's a lineup lock yet, but now all of a sudden, like, Traylon Burks is going to be sniffing my top 30 wide receivers most weeks. Maybe that's a little bull. Top 36 wide receivers most weeks. I need to see it one more game from Burks, but he made a statement last night. Let's make that very clear. Lastly, has Aaron Rodgers once again become a reliable option at the quarterback position in fantasy football? He was 24-39, 227, and two touchdowns. Good for 19 fantasy points. You know, it's back-to-back weeks of 19-plus fantasy points. Here's my answer. I think we need to be very, very careful with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not ready to say he's a reliable option yet. Tennessee, the matchup was there. The weakness is their secondary. Green Bay was, ne- I said it, that Green Bay was never going to be able to run the football against this team. 
They, they weren't going to. That's not how they were going to win this game. They were going to win this game by Aaron Rodgers needing to throw the football, and he threw it darn near 40 times. He gave you 19.8 points. That's still not great, though. right? That, this isn't the elite Aaron Rodgers that we're used to. No interceptions, which is a plus. Last week against the Cowboys, high-scoring game, needed to make a comeback. The Green Bay Packers are playing from behind. So you can make that argument of the Packers are going to keep playing from behind, therefore they'll need Aaron Rodgers to throw the football. Like I think that's a fair argument. But Aaron Rodgers still isn't a guy where, like, I think he's matchup dependent. I think he's matchup dependent, honestly. If you get him in the right matchup, he'll be great. If you get him in the wrong matchup, I don't think you can trust him. Which is crazy to say about a guy who was the back-to-back MVP, future Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks to ever played the game. So I don't know if he's a reliable option again. I just I don't I don't know. I don't want to trust that. I don't think I trust Aaron Rodgers any not anymore. I don't think I trust Aaron Rodgers yet. Thursday night football recap. Again, Titans defeat the Packers in Lambeau 27-17. Christian Watson, Traylon Burks, Aaron Rodgers highlighting the segment. Let's move on to news and notes from around the league. Brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform in the world. Can join over 4 million people playing fantasy sports on Sleeper by using the link down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Also, I want to acknowledge, like if you're watching on YouTube, I acknowledge, I can't remember who made the comment yesterday. Someone said this would be a lot more entertaining if we had graphics. We're working on it. I I I promise you we are working on it because I, I've been thinking the same thing. We got to get graphics on the show. We'll also, like, want to say we do this part-time. Like, this is not our full-time gig. <laughs> I hardly have enough time in the day to even fit this recording in, uh, let alone make transitions for that. So could we hire people out? Yes, 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 of course. We're working on it. I promise you. We're working on getting graphics up here. We're working on getting transitions in here. We're working on all of that. We're working on make this podcast and this channel our content the best possible for you all. So uh, bear with us. We will have graphics and transitions and everything for you all uh, soon, 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 very, very soon. But news and notes brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Uh, In case you missed it, the Browns at Bills, the Cleveland in Buffalo game is being moved to Detroit due to the weather forecast. Again, they're expecting massive, massive, massive amounts of snow on Saturday. Today into Saturday, well, Friday into Saturday, maybe today if you're listening to this on Saturday. Being moved to Detroit, that doesn't impact my Amari Cooper prediction. Uh, I think Gabe Davis becomes more startable. Uh, I think Devin Singletary is still a fine start. Um, DPJ becomes a bit more startable, but like not a ton changes. Not a ton changes for me other than I think Gabe Davis becomes more startable uh, and, and same with DPJ. Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's about it. That's about all I, I changed from that, my, my analysis uh, earlier this week. Josh Allen. Still dealing with his elbow pain. He's off the final injury report. He will play this week. Justin Jefferson dealing with a toe injury throughout this week. He is off the final injury report. Juju Smith-Schuster has been ruled out for Sunday night in LA. We will get to the impact of that. Sneak preview in our starts of the week. My starts of the week, really. Because Tyler isn't here to share his. What a chump. Can you believe that guy? Remember when Tyler was the rock of this podcast? And now he's never here. Ty, what happened, man? 
We had such good days. We had such good times. I miss you, man. Cameron, I miss you. Uh, well, Cam- Cameron's taking a little bit of a leave of absence right now. Um, we won't dive too much into that, but but he he may need to miss uh, some future episodes as well. But um, he's taking as much time as he needs right now. But uh, <laughs> really distracted. Juju Smith-Schuster ruled out for Sunday night in L.A. Kyler Murray. He's going to be a game-time decision, according to Cliff Kingsbury. It's not good news if you're a Kyler Murray manager. I'd pivot right now if I were you. I wouldn't even take the chance on Kyler. I would I would just pivot right now. We'll do it right now. Especially against the 49ers. Cliff Kingsbury called DeAndre Hopkins mispractice on Thursday. He's dealing with a hamstring injury, DeAndre Hopkins. Called his mispractice on Thursday a maintenance deal, quote-unquote. Which had people all up in arms of like, what in the world is maintenance? Like, it's a maintenance deal. What what in the world is that? Um, But DeAndre Hopkins did return to practice on Friday. He should be good to go for this week. Can fire up DeAndre Hopkins. Ezekiel Elliott expected expected to play on Sunday, excuse me, against the Minnesota, uh, again, against Minnesota Vikings, excuse me, according to Mike McCarthy. So Zeke will suit up on Sunday. Matthew Stafford. He's cleared from concussion protocol. He'll play on Sunday. And just before I hopped on the pod, Jerry Judy has been downgraded to out on Sunday. So the Broncos will be without Jerry Judy. Kendall Hinton becomes a wide receiver two in this offense now. We'll also talk about the Broncos a little bit more in my starts of the week. News and notes brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform in the world where we have all of our dynasty leagues. It's made a big trade, a Christian Watson trade I brought up. That was over on Sleeper. I have pretty much all my redraft leagues over there as well. All of our TikTok content creator leagues are over there. You can join over 4 million people on the platform by using the link down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Let's do it. Start to the week. That's what you're here for. You're not necessarily here to keep up on the news and notes. You're not here for the recap. You're here for the starts of the week. And I applaud you for being here for the starts of the week. All of Tyler's starts of the week, they're my starts of the week because Tyler isn't on the show. Literally in the doc, uh, all of my starts, uh, he put in as his. And his reasoning is just because he's Lucas's start. So Tyler has a lot of trust in me this week. I appreciate that. You know what, Tyler? It makes up for you not being here. To show how much faith you have in my starts of the week this week, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Quarterback start of the week. Justin Herbert. I know what you're thinking. As soon as I say that name, I know what you're thinking. Lucas, come on. Come on. You can do better than that. Stupid obvious start of the week. Is it, though? Is it that obvious of a start? Like, And, and, I, and I say that semi-seriously. He's the quarterback 15 on the season. He's finished outside of the top 15 quarterbacks more than he's finished on the inside of the top 15 quarterbacks. Like Justin Herbert hasn't been all that he's been chalked up to. Like people have asked questions of, do I start Herbert or Fields? Do I start Herbert or pick another streaming quarterback that's been on fire recently? Like Geno Smith. I've seen Herbert and Geno Smith in our comments. Like, I don't think it's that crazy to call Justin Herbert a start of the week, considering he's outside of the top 12 quarterbacks on the season. Aaron Rodgers has more fantasy points this year than Justin Herbert. Did you know that? Rodgers is the quarterback nine. Herbert's the quarterback 15. So here's the deal, though. This is going to be a high-scoring game. 
I like no questions asked between the Chiefs and the Chargers. There are going to be a ton of points scored with or without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Herbert's going to have to throw the football. This is all game script. Like we can talk about Kansas City allowing the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year, right? Like we can talk about that, but this game script alone, Justin Herbert's going to have to throw the ball a ton. If he gets Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back, it sounds like they might both actually suit up this week. That's just icing on the cake for Justin Herbert, man. Like, all systems go. Top five probably this week. If he gets both of those guys back, that would be huge. Might be on pitch counts, each of them. But I digress. All of a sudden, like, Justin Herbert becomes super, super, super intriguing this week. He's my start of the week in a in a big game with the Kansas City Chiefs. If you've been questioning starting him, this is the matchup you start him in. I, I like Justin Herbert this week. He is my start of the week at quarterback. Running back start of the week. David Montgomery. At the Atlanta Falcons. No more Khalil Herbert. He landed on IR. It's great news because now David Montgomery could see anywhere from 70, 80, 85% of the snaps this week. Atlanta has been just atrocious, piss poor. They've been bad against running backs recently. In the past four weeks, a running back has scored 18-plus fantasy points in each game. You look at Deonta Foreman, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, a handful of names. 18-plus fantasy points. Atlanta's also allowed seven total touchdowns to the position and the 10th most fantasy points to running backs in that stretch. Smash play. Easy start of the week for me. This was like, I went into the dock first thing this morning to put in my starts of the week. David Montgomery, no questions asked. Immediately, I knew who I was going with. David Montgomery, I love him this week. Fire him up. He is all systems go. Uh and I get like Justin Fields too, right? Like Justin Fields is there. Justin Fields is, I look, Justin Fields would be my start of the week. Like if, if he wasn't like, is it weird? I think Justin Fields is more of an obvious start than Justin Herbert is right now. Like Justin Fields over everybody. He's my quarterback too this week. Fields is my quarterback too on the week. Um, so I understand he's still there, but, but David Montgomery, like this bears team, they want, they, they want to put it in Justin Fields hand to improvise or they want to run the football. Those are the two things they want to do. They've boiled it down to keep it Justin Fields friendly of either hand the ball off or look at your first read, and if he's not open, take off. That's that's what this Bears offense is. So when it's David Montgomery getting 50% of the offense, well, 33% of the offense, if you want to pick the the, the duality of Fields' first read and Fields taking off, it's 33% of this offense almost all to himself. Like, please, I'll take that all day of the week. Wide receiver starts of the week. This is where I said we would talk about the Chiefs a little bit more. Kadarius Tony. It's my start of the week. As I mentioned with Justin Herbert, this game is going to be high scoring. This is going to be a high scoring game. No Juju this week. He's been ruled out. I mentioned that in the news and notes. Mecole Hardman lands on IR. MVS. Marcos Valdez-Scantling, he's dealing with an illness. He'll probably suit up on Sunday, but still, missing practice time this week. Tony is the wide receiver one in Kansas City this week. Full confidence on that. Tony's going to get all those touches. I mean, Kelsey's t- Kelsey to the moon, always Kelsey to the moon, but like 
Someone in this wide receiver group is going to have to catch passes this week. Tony made a splash in his debut with the, the Chiefs last week. I think he comes out strong this week. The matchup isn't great. Chargers have allowed nine touchdowns to wide receivers on the year, though. That's tied for fifth most in the league. So I, I'm totally willing to, to bet Kadarius Tony finds the end zone in this game. Free six points. Give me five for 60 on top of it, 17 fantasy points. That's a great day from Kadarius Tony, which I think he could do. Again, high scoring game, lots of passes to be thrown. Somebody in this wide receiver room has to catch the football. If it's not going to be Juju, if it's not going to be me, Cole, MVS dealing with illness, no guarantee he plays his normal amount of snaps or even sees an uptick in snaps. It's Tony, man. It's Kadarius Tony. Give me Kadarius Tony as my start of the week at wide receiver. Tight end starts of the week, Greg Dulcich. I rode with the big D last week. I'm riding it again this week. You can choose if that's a euphemism or not. You give me all the crap in the world for it. <laughs> no Judy this week. No KJ Hamler. Do you know KJ Hamler's going to miss extended time with a hamstring injury? I think I mentioned that on Wednesday's show. Sutton and Dulcich are it. They're the two main guys. They're the two main pass catchers here. And before last week, Dulcich had scored double-digit fantasy points in every game since his debut midseason. Vegas has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this year, along with six touchdowns, which is tied for second most in the league. I'll take Greg Dulcich this week. I got a good feeling about the Denver Broncos this week. I think they put up points. I think they start to slowly work their way back on track. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty. They're not going to turn things around all in one game. That's not how this is going to work. But I like I like Greg D this week. I'll ride with him again. He was my start of the week last week. He let me down. Greg, this is your second chance, man. You're on the jersey list. I just recreated my jersey list. I feel like we need that as like a bonus portion of an episode. Lucas's jersey list and, and the rankings and tiers of that. Greg D, my start of the week at tight end. This episode flies so much more quickly when there's only one of us doing starts of the week. Like, Normally, this would take double the time, so we'd be sitting here for another 10 minutes while Ty also explains his starts of the week, too, right? That would put us at about half an hour into the episode, and then we spend 15 minutes talking about player props, right? And that would put us at 50 minutes, right? Not the case this week. Not the case. We're flying in this episode. Recap of the starts of the week. Justin Herbert at quarterback, David Montgomery, Kadarius Tony, Greg Dulcich. Those are my starts of the week for week 11 of fantasy football. Let's wrap out the episode the way we know best. Player props from our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. We love our friends over at Underdog. You can do a plethora of things on Underdog. Daily drafts where you can go in, enterprise pool, draft a team of the week, potentially win thousands of dollars by entering their weekly contests. You can do player props like we discuss here. We love their player props. It's a style of pick them. Go over or under a certain yardage. You can do rivals. Rivals is another form of prop that they have where two players are pinned against each other. You can choose which player you think outperforms the other. But the catch is one player is given a cushion, given a spread. So they have to cover that spread or go beyond it, right? Super fun. This is all on underdog fantasy. 
Use the promo code fellas when you sign up to get an instant match on your first deposit up to $100. You can go sign up using the link in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Now, I'm sad because this is normally the part where I say, Ty, take it away, man. I'm not looking at your props. I Normally, I don't look at this portion of the doc. I just let Ty type up the props. I let him run this portion of the show. I let him give me the props. I, I pick them. And he gives me his theory. But Ty's not here to do that. I miss you. I miss you. That was kind of weird. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Ty's giving me a great list of props here. I'm going to go through them. I'll give you my two cents on them. And then I'll break down Ty's notes here as well that he gave. First prop we're going to look at, Garrett Wilson. Versus New England this week, 53 and a half receiving yards is the line. Tyler's going over here. Tyler's taking the over. I I I mentioned on on Wednesday show Thursday show that I like if you if you need to start Garrett Wilson I think he's a he's a fine start or not a fine start he's like a if you're desperate you can start Garrett Wilson. Here's what Ty's got to say he's got back to back games with 90 plus receiving yards week eight he went for 115 versus the Patriots and we've started to see him emerge a bit more since Elijah Moore has become non-existent in this offense basically. So when you have the history against New England, 115, you have the back-to-back games of 90-plus yards. Corey Davis, I'd have to check the injury report. I'm not sure if he's back this week. I need to be fact-checked on that. Um, If he is back, that might play into this a little bit. But if Garrett Wilson's the only wide receiver on this team, if it's him and Denzel Mims, yeah, I'll take Garrett Wilson over 53.5. That's fine by me. I like the over on Garrett Wilson. Second prop, Terry McLaurin. 59 and a half receiving yards against Houston. This one feels like a trap to me. This is what I talked about on Wednesday show, Thursday show, whenever you listen to it. Just because a defense is bad, I don't think it always means that you should just fire up all your players. Terry's been too hot to sit, right? Like I see this and I have have to stop and think because 59 and a half feels low for Terry, right? Tyler says he's averaging 92 and a half receiving yards on six receptions and nine targets per game since Taylor Heineke took over. So I think Terry surpasses this mark against Houston. I do 59 and a half. I think that's, that's totally doable for Terry McLaurin, especially in a game where they ran 49 times against the Eagles last week. Now, the thing is, I don't know if Houston's going to be able to keep up. That's my problem with this, with, with this problem. That's what holds me up. I don't know if Houston's going to be able to keep up enough for Taylor Heineke to have to throw the ball more than, 22 times, 23 times this game. But I would lean the over on this. I would lean the over even against Houston. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Houston secondary is good. I'm just saying they don't get tested a lot because they don't need to be because they're too busy getting absolutely pounded in the run game. But I would lean the over on 59 and a half for Terry. Bussin' Fields. Tyler, I'm so glad you got a Justin Fields prop in here. Bussin' Fields, baby. Bussin' Bussin'. Justin Fields, 71 and a half rushing yards versus Atlanta. He's averaging 111 rushing yards the past five weeks. 111 rushing yards per game over the last five weeks. Did you hear me? Did you hear Tyler's notes? I'll read it one more time. Justin Fields is averaging 111 rushing yards per game over the past five weeks. What? 
I'll take the over on 71 and a half against Atlanta against the poor defense. I, this is going to be a high scoring game because these defenses can't stop anybody. So Justin Fields is going to have to keep doing what he does best is scrambling around, making plays, putting up points. Cause this game will be high scoring. The bears defense isn't going to stop anybody. The Falcons defense isn't going to stop anybody. This is fantasy points. 71 and a half. I would take the over on that. Darnell Mooney. Same game. 45 and a half receiving yards. Over. This is just like yardage and fantasy point. Like I, I know the, the the prop isn't based on fantasy points, but this is this is matchup. Someone in this offense has to catch the football. Probably be Darnell Mooney this week. I like Cole Komet a lot this week too, but Darnell Mooney's been the lead guy, right? Here's what Ty's got to say. Atlanta's allowing the, here we go. I already said it. Atlanta's allowing the most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. He's gone over in six of the last seven games. He's averaging 62 yards per game over that stretch. So let me repeat. Darnell Mooney has gone over 45 and a half receiving yards in six of his past seven games. He's averaging 62 yards per game over his last seven games. And his line's at 45 and a half against the worst secondary in football. Secondary that's allowing the most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. Are you kidding me? Over Darnell Mooney, 45 and a half. Justin Jefferson. Line is at 96 and a half receiving yards versus the Dallas Cowboys. He do he's he's just so good. He's so good. I love that man, JJ. Here's what Ty's got to say in his last six games. He's gone over this number five times. The only time he didn't go over was at 98 yards. That doesn't make any sense because the line's at 96. I wonder if time meant 98 and a half. So the only time Jefferson didn't go over is when he was at 98 yards. The line must be at 98 and a half. Typo in his notes here. Uh, but here's the thing. Je- Jefferson's averaging 135 receiving yards per game in his last six games. 135 receiving yards per game over that stretch. Give me JJ. Against Dallas, I know it's Trayvon Diggs. But like, can we can we stop? Like, Tra- Trayvon Diggs is good, but can we stop pretending he's this like elite lockdown shutdown corner? Can we, can we like, O'Connell can scheme Jefferson up to get him away from Trayvon Diggs, his own corner. Doesn't do great against man. Can scheme Jefferson away from Diggs. So yeah, we'll take JJ over 96 and a half receiving yards. Last one, TJ Hawkinson at 42 and a half receiving yards. That's my uncle, Uncle Hawk. It's the running joke. I have Father Brady. It's over at Tyler's the other day, the other week when TJ Hawkinson made his Vikings debut. That was a nickname I gave him. Uncle Hawk. Just looks like he could be somebody's uncle. He probably is somebody's uncle. Uh irrelevant. He's gone over both of this. He's gone over this number in both of his games as a Viking. He's averaging nine and a half targets and eight receptions per game. So if we do the math on that, it's 42 divided by eight. Should be five and a half. Right? You're talking five yards of reception. And Hawk's been so involved in this offense. Like I know Dallas is really good. And if they get pressure on Kirk, it's going to be short throws. You know who's going to be in the flats? Who's going to be able to make short yardage catches? TJ Hawkinson. I like Hawk over 42 and a half. That seems a little low for me even. So let's recap. I'm taking overs on all these. Ty, you chose some good lines this week. I had the, the first few. First few I had a few questions on, but those last ones, we really brought it home strong there. Garrett Wilson, 
over 53 and a half receiving yards. Terry McLaurin, over 59 and a half receiving yards. Justin Fields, over 71 and a half rushing yards. Darnell Mooney, over 45 and a half receiving yards. Justin Jefferson, over 96 and a half. TJ Hawkinson, over 42 and a half receiving yards. If you want access to all of these lines, go sign up for Underdog Fantasy using the promo code FELLAS. They'll match your first deposit for you up to $100. That link is down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. We love our friends over at Underdog. We're done in 33 minutes today. <laughs> Can you believe it? Short episode, rap, quick hitter episode of the podcast. That wraps out this episode. Stay tuned to all of the news and notes throughout the weekend as well. Any last minute injury news. We will be live on TikTok on Sunday. If you want to come get all of your start and sit questions answered, we'll be hanging out over there before the game, an hour before the game. It's for now. It's just Lucas Wenzel, Fancy Football Fellas Podcast. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter. FFL is on Twitter, the FFL is on Instagram, Fancy Football Fellas on TikTok and YouTube for the Fellas accounts. Make sure you're subscribed, have those notifications on so you know when new episodes are coming out. Same with the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so you're notified when we release our new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And join our chalkboard, Community Full League winners, 1,600 strong. If you have any questions about fantasy football, drop them over there. We will get them answered for you. That wraps out another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It is just a singular stooge me. I'm quite the stooge today. Being a dude. <laughs> Fantasy Football Fellas, I miss Cameron and Tyler. We will be back next week to recap all of Week 11 action for you. We'll see you all then. Deuces.